Welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched Fire Festival on Netflix. Oh my God. Or, you know, you just asked me if I had another title for it, and I do. Uh How stupid white people are um, ripped off. Yeah, really. My alternate name for this documentary is Dumpster Fire Festival. So, I mean, mm. it was a sight to watch. It really was. And I don't know if you saw on our Instagram, because we're very popular on the Insta. Mm-hmm. We are getting a lot more followers. I'm super impressed. Lisa um, is doing a great job, guys. <laughs> Go follow Lisa on Instagram. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, we got a lot of feedback on on the one picture I posted of the world-famous cheese sandwich. <laughs> and one of our... <laughs> followers said yeah they were they were they remembered like the live tweet of the whole event yeah that was my friend steve-o steve-o is always on twitter oh my god Um, that's crazy i know i meant to text him and ask him what it was like following it live on twitter yeah i can't uh, i have so many thoughts about this whole thing that i can't even circle in on one but I think we should also mention that this, that you, you had watched this already. Yeah. It was on my list, but a listener actually recommended us to do a show on it, a podcast episode on it. We're like, yay, because we could not find any Valentine's Day anything. Yeah, we were really struggling. We were trying to come up with something, you know, to put us in, in the mood for Valentine's Day cuz this episode is going to come out I think the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And you know what? I hate romance movies. Oh, God. Um the worst. The both of us have the same disdain for the notebook. Oh yeah, um, it's the worst movie I'm sure ever written. The only thing that we kind of circled around for a minute was um, the Fifty Shades of Grey movies because <laughs> n- neither one of us has seen those or read the books or, or read the books. Nothing. We thought about Twilight for a little while because we were huge Twilight mm-hmm. fans mm-hmm. at the time. I don't think so anymore, but no, not at all. The movies ruined the saga. Oh man. Yeah. Let's do subscribe stuff. Go subscribe to us on iTunes. Please. We're also on Spotify now. Um, Spotify is trying to break into the podcast game, so go follow us there. Follow us on Instagram, binge watch with us, all one word. And send us your emails at bingewatchwithus at gmail.com. That's where Brad sets his request for us to cover this episode, and we are more than happy. Yes. To cover any requests that you guys send to unless us. It, so, and I was really excited about this one, too. Unless it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, unless it's really stupid. And then we'll email you back and go, like, uh, no. no. We tried. <laughs> Did you see that Big Mouth came out with a Valentine's Day episode? And I almost texted you and was like, let's do that. Let's do that. Yes. God, I love Big Mouth. I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? I haven't watched it either. Okay. Um, but I totally... I'll probably watch it tonight. I was totally going to be like, um, can we do two episodes in one? Like a mini extra episode? And then... Uh, yeah. Why you didn't tell me that before? Well, because I really thought of it as I was walking up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I have some other Netflix uh, binge watch with us news. Okay. What is it? Uh, this is really more um, Hulu news. Season three of Hand of Handmaid's Tale is going to be dropping soon. <gasps> so excited. Or not. I'm so excited about that. I don't know. Should you and I cover that one episode by episode? Um, we could. We definitely could. Let us let us know, guys, if that's something that you would want to um, hear us cover. Yeah. That show is just so amazing. <sighs> if you have not watched it, go watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. There's two seasons out right now, and season three is getting ready to drop soon. I wouldn't mind doing it. I just, I, I worry that it's such a Debbie Downer and that I may get on my yeah. soapbox a lot. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's not a good idea. <laughs> but we can, we can, I can, I'll, we'll watch a few episodes and I'll see if I can yeah. talk about it without being so boxy Yeah, because it makes me really angry. Uh, yeah, I get angry a and, lot. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, finish your thing and then I'm going to tell you my recommendation that I watched on Hulu this week. No, go oh, ahead. Okay. Um, so I watched RBG. Okay. Which is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. <laughs> it's a documentary. Uh-huh. Kind of ties in the handmade sale. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. Is it? I got weepy. I got excited. 
Yeah. She's awesome. She's who I want to be when I grow up um, with her exercise routine. Yes, I have seen <laughs> videos of Ruth working out at the gym. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> you know, she's had cancer, like different types of cancer. I think a couple of times then she's had this most recent cancer scare but girl she's 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 she just keeps at it she doesn't give uh flying fig about uh anything she's just like i have to start working out again okay <laughs> how old is she 82 god yeah Ugh. something crazy like grandma's ages gosh um wow so it's a documentary she- that actually made you happy it did, in a way. Yeah. It actually, too, um, it kind of cracked me up because they were talking about during the work week how she stays up late working and then gets up early and works and then she sleeps all weekend. And I'm like, me too. My mom does that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I don't stay up late, but I do get on early. Yeah. And I do sleep all weekend long. So. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Well, that's that. let's talk about the documentary <laughs> that teaches us what would happen if Ryan Howard from The Office was in charge of a music festival. <laughs> Wolf. Uh, <laughs> what was the name of his company? Wolf. Was it Wolf? It was Wolf, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, Wolf. Bing, 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 bing. Did you like this this documentary? I have no idea. I really don't it's, know. It's stunning. You sit there and you're kind of stunned for a while. I, um, um, you know how you know it's a pyramid scheme? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to get out the easel? I felt like this was a pyramid scheme. Yeah. One of my latest obsessions recently, um, there's a subreddit called Anti-MLM. And for some reason, I, I, I don't know why, I've never been tricked by an MLM. Uh, yeah. I've never been a part of one. But for yep. whatever reason, I love this subreddit. And it's just <laughs> it's just screenshots of girls like trying to sell like like candle wax on Facebook and stuff. And I don't know. I love it. But anyway, yeah, this was a total scam. Advertisers, the only thing um, we will gladly uh, push for you is any type of uh, workout gear. Yeah. Uh, audible. Yeah. <laughs> Monster energy drinks. Yeah. We don't want your leggings. No. Um, no. Target, we, we will happily shout out you. Sure. I mean, we're all over that, but pyramid schemes. No, I'm not going to give you $1,000 for crappy products that you can buy on Amazon cheaper. But Lisa, it's a starter It's a starter kit, and you can get a discount by selling it yourself. And you know how non-pushy I am about stuff like that? You know I never recruit anybody. Oh, my God. I'm the worst salesperson ever, and I think that's why I think that's why no one has ever approached me about one. They, yeah. they just, like, instinctively know, like, oh, God, pickles would be awful at this. She yeah. would be the worst seller we ever had, and that reflects on my money, so we're not inviting her yeah. at all. Back to the, the documentary. So just to explain how this documentary feels, before my wedding, uh, I got married about a year and a half ago, and it took me a really long time to get married, so it was a big deal. It was, I mean, the royalties <laughs> have nothing on Pickle's wedding at no. all. Um, no, that's not true at all. That's totally true. <laughs> we we paid for 150 guests, and we only invited, like, 99 people. So. I'm surprised you knew 99 people, I to know, be quite honest. Too. I was like, these all have to be Dustin's friends and family they members. <laughs> so I used to have this dream where, like, I'm sleeping, and I would wake up, and it was my wedding day, and I was, uh-huh. like, completely not prepared for it. Like, I didn't have hair. I didn't have makeup. <laughs> but everybody around me would be like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You look fine. And I'm like, what do you mean I look fine? I need hair and makeup on my wedding day. I'm, like, completely not prepared for this. <laughs> That's how this documentary felt. <laughs> it felt like that dream that I used to have before my wedding. I thought it felt more like... If you build it, they will come. And you don't need any talent to do anything. Literally anything. Except for you need one guy who can scam people out of money. That's it. Do you you think Billy ever had any intention of actually throwing a music festival? I think he did. I really do. I I think he did. I think he's an idiot with Uh planning. He doesn't know how to stay on budget. Or is he a genius? (laughs) Well... (laughs) Well, he's a genius that's in prison, so sure. sure. Yeah. They have a genius ward, I hear, <laughs> yeah. in prison. Yeah. Where you're really smart, you stay over there. 
I really do think he intended on having it. I think what happened is he started seeing the money roll in and started seeing the excitement for it. And instead of thinking we should cap this at X amount of people, he was like, the more the merrier. And then he just didn't have that full picture concept of how it's supposed to work. Like maybe make sure you have enough housing for people. (laughs) Maybe make sure you have food and water and stuff. You know, basic uh, necessities, bathrooms. Um, I hear people like to go to the bathroom, you know, and that kind of the, the, the nitty gritty of it. And I think he's more of a big picture. Let's book these groups. Let's get all the money and we'll get all these beautiful people down here and I will make a bajillion dollars. Well, let's talk about where this started. It started with credit cards. <laughs> as soon as I saw that part of it, I was like, pyramid scheme <laughs> yeah that the credit card thing absolutely did feel like a pyramid scheme oh my God. some kind of some sort of mll I, I i'm not mlm yeah yeah what i was really impressed with is that billy was able to make credit cards douchey and <laughs> i think that takes a lot of talent <laughs> i'm super impressed by that because that's a hard trick I mean, credit card already has the market on scamming stupid college students and grandmas and people that don't know that 29% interest is not a good rate for credit cards. I wonder what the interest rate was on these credit cards. I would be dying to know. They didn't mention that. They did not. I did a little research on it, and I did find out that the annual fee was $250, which is not, that's not horrible. Well, it depends um, on the limit. If your limit's 300 yeah. But I'm thinking everybody that got this credit card, I'm, I'm sure it was in the thousands, um, yeah. their credit limit. It wasn't like a $1,000 credit limit type of thing. That's well and fine to begin with. You know, cre- yeah. credit cards are, are a, a scam just to begin with. Yes. But then he started throwing in these perks where you would get VIP tickets. I know that there was one claim made to the Better Business Bureau where he, the user was offered VIP tickets to Hamilton. Yes. And then the day of the event, they were notified that the tickets were canceled. So this poor person was probably so excited mm-hmm. and so thrilled to not only just have tickets to Hamilton, but VIP tickets to yeah. Hamilton. And then the day of, sure. the, of, the, of the play, uh, they, they were canceled. And then, so they paid $450 for those tickets. And as far as I know, for a month and a half, Mm-hmm. Um, they got no responses from Jesus. customer service about getting a refund for the $450 VIP tickets that never happened. Can, can I say something right there? Yeah. That should have been your first signal that this is not on the up and up. <laughs> the VIP, regular tickets to Hamilton are $400. Right. <laughs> and then you do it VIP. Well, because that's the thing. that The thing was like, oh, you get to have these oh. special tickets okay. at a discounted price. I mean... Let's be honest here. MFM with the meet and greet and everything is like two fifty. So. Right, <laughs> and that's not yeah. Hamilton worthy. I mean, uh, it is to me, but it's not right. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think even here, Hamilton, the cheapy seats that you couldn't get for love nor money were like a hundred and something dollars. Yeah, and those are basically um, in the parking lot. I think. <laughs> basically, yeah. I mean, but even still, people would still take them. I would take um, it. I'm, I'm dying to see it. But I think this is the point that Andy King got involved with Billy. Is Andy King the white-haired guy? Andy King is the best friend that anybody could ever ask for. This man was die-hard loyal. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You'll never find a friend truer than Andy King. You and I have been friends for about 10 years. Also, I know that your parents... There's a probability that your parents are listening to this, but you and I have been friends for about 10 years. Would you ever give a blowjob for me? No, I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Not at all. Um, I'm not going to take one for the team. Andy. (laughs) (laughs) And this gets us on a whole nother topic. I loved how he was very specific. Like I went, I went to the hotel. I brushed my teeth. I got mouthwash. And I was like, what? Is that an after? (laughs) Andy is a classy motherfucker. He is so classy that he takes a shower to give a blowjob. I mean, 
I'm sorry. That's when I lost it when I was watching this. I was like, I literally. He's like, I put on my nice socks. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I brushed my chihuahua. I lint rolled my suit. Um, Um, That's got to be a phenomenal blowjob. I. Well, and when my, you put on a suit. Well, here's my other thing. What does a blowjob suit look like? like I'm assuming um, washable fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> Stain resistant. Um, it's good. scotch guarded. Yeah, you know how like the biking pants have extra padding in the crotch? These would have no. extra padding in the knees. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying what I, I think I would do. Oh. Let me say something else, too. I don't know anything about Andy King. Uh-huh. Obviously, he was very successful. He mentioned it buku times. He is a venture his, capitalist, and I literally had to turn to my husband and go, "What's a venture capitalist? What is a venture capitalist? <laughs> no. Is that a scam artist?" No, they they um, they invest money into businesses like Shark Tank. They all the guys on Shark Tank are venture venture capitalists. I call bullshit. Uh-huh. I don't think that's how he got his money i think he has a lot of money and takes other people's money and invests it in something stupid because this this man who's been in the business for 30 whatever years is an idiot he was definitely taken advantage of i think um (sighs) billy manipulated him in all kinds of ways that andy probably isn't willing to admit if andy was willing to admit to that blowjob that never happened (laughs) Imagine what Andy has done, like, to completion that he hasn't told us about. My most favorite part about that whole thing when I had to pause it because I was crying with tears. Oh, Andy. I was like you. I was like, you mentioned, why would you tell anybody that? Nothing happened. Because it didn't happen. Yeah. He was able, he he mentioned it because it didn't happen. If he had blown that guy, we never would have heard about it. And here's my other thing. Do we know if the guy he was going to um, bestow favors on was gay (laughs) or bisexual? He might be like, "Um, I'm straight. I'm I'm not, or, or I'm not interested in old men. Like, so favorite you know. on is now what I'm calling that for the rest of my life. For anniversaries and birthdays, there's going to be favors bestowed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he must have been gay. I think that's why Billy specifically called him. Well, I, he I think is, he, but the uh, the receiver, I don't know if he was gay. That's my point. He must have been. Um or they no, just we, don't, ass- we don't we don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, don't know that, but I just assumed he's like Billy, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, guys, mm-hmm. girls, whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter because he's a party dude. He's he's fun. Those are the funnest people. That's <laughs> <laughs> why it doesn't matter. We're fun, and well, let's get into it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. Go ask your questions. Let me see. Well, yeah, because before we started recording, you mentioned that this was a confusing documentary for you because maybe there's some sort of generational gap. You didn't quite yes. understand what was going on. I don't understand what was going on. And let me tell you why. Here's here's my problems with it. Billy, our good friend, Blowjob Billy, he compared this to Woodstock. Do you remember that part? Andy. Andy. I'm sorry. Billy's the other guy. Well, yeah. He could be blowjob Billy. He probably is now in prison. <laughs> um, Andy <laughs> compared this to Woodstock. And he's like, you never hear about how everybody was stuck in traffic and he's how right. people died and all this stuff. And I called bullshit because I knew I had heard about the traffic. But also Woodstock was not presented as you're going to come and listen to three days of music you're gonna stay in these beautiful villas you're gonna have all the avion water you want we're gonna have sushi and all this stuff i i i'm pretty damn sure that woodstock's like we're gonna have great music out in the middle of nowhere bring what you need good luck yes but woodstock <laughs> did absolutely balloon Oh, yeah. Oh, it totally went out of control. Yeah, because if you remember, it was just on a farm. Like, there was no, there was no, 
yeah. infrastructure just like what Andy mm. was dealing with with Billy's festival. There was mm-hmm. nothing there and they just made it happen. But yeah. that was also a very different generation than <gasps> what we're dealing with now. Well, and two, it's, I'm going to say $30. I'm sure that's, it's probably was 10 back then, but we're, we're going to say $30 for three days. But they weren't promised anything and they weren't like, hey, if you give us an extra 50 bucks, you can go meet uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash or somebody. It was just like $30 to get in. Good luck. Yes. Um, Yeah, the additional charges that these guys threw in were both genius on their behalf and completely stupid on the buyer's parts. Have you ever heard the term that a fool and their money are soonly parted or something to that effect? No. That is everybody who went to this thing. Yeah. I'm not really mad, though, at any of the people who bought tickets. And that's the thing. The people they're talking to are like, ah, it happened. But I would be so pissed still that I would be fuming. I would be crying because I'm so mad. And I'm like, if I see him, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. (laughs) I'm going to wait till he gets well outside the hospital and beat the shit out of him again. And they were like. Well, so they asked us for $6,000 extra for gold toilet seats or whatever. And we're like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. And put another whatever. The wristbands. I've never in my life heard anything like that. Oh, you need to load up your fire festival wristband. And, you know, our average festival attendee is putting $3,000 on their wristband. First of all, how the fuck do I even know that you're telling the truth about that? But they followed it. How do I it? get my money off of the wristband? But they followed it. Did you hear any of them go like, I, I thought, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this. They were like, oh, $3,000? Okay. Okay, I'm done. I don't know, guys. Is that a thing? Are these wristbands a thing? Because I've never heard of anything like this before. It's a very smart idea for an outdoor festival, I think. Because instead of like running credit cards or grabbing cash or selling tickets, you're just like, Boop, okay. Boop, okay. I mean, in yeah, theory. It's great, yeah. I mean, for that kind of thing. But you and me both know if we put $3,000 on a wristband, that wristband's gone. As soon as we put the $3,000, we will never find it again. No! <laughs> that money has been thrown away. It's gone. And that's before we got to the festival. Oh, yeah, for sure. I lost it in my luggage. No, we lost it, like, on the way out the door or something. Oh, like. God. <laughs> That was my other thing, too, was where the people were like, we got off the plane and we didn't know what's what and they're busing us here and they're busing us there and nobody's telling us anything. I'd have been like, I need a police officer. I need to go back to the (laughs) airport. police officer. Go fuck yourself. And the fact that they're shoveling booze down these people's throats, of course, they're taking it, but you're like... Oh, sure, let's start drinking now. Go, 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 go. And you don't know where you're going. You didn't know where you were going before you left. And I don't understand that. I'd be like, no, you better give me no. a confirmation. Mm-mm. I want to see pictures. Mm-mm. If you're not telling me before I'm going, guess what? I'm not going. <laughs> no, uh, right. I wonder how many people, how many people who planned on attending backed out. Mm-hmm. And, like, actually didn't get on the plane. I did see... I did watch a video... Oh, God. ...of an entire plane full of people. Uh Uh-oh. And it wasn't, like, one of the big, big planes. It was, like... I I think it might have been, like, a 737, like, uh, where you have, like, three seats on each side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so it was a plane full of people like that, and the captain came out of his cabin Mm -hmm. and picked up the little microphone and said, I've just received an email from the fire Festival. They said that they are not accepting any more people on the island. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to turn around and fly back to Miami. Yeah, they didn't even make it to the island. They flew out of Miami and then flew back into Miami because they were told by email that they weren't. And in the email, the email instructed the captain to read a customer service number. Oh, my God. Over the intercom to the attendees. So the captain's like, I don't know. You might want to write this phone number down. And people are like, people are looking around like, are you fucking kidding me? And so... Yeah, I just, oh boy. (laughs) I have a lot of issues. I want to talk about some of the people that were involved other than um, BFF Andy and Billy. (laughs) 
One of the things that I really wanted to point out was the media company that the promotion company that got involved with this that mm-hmm. sort of handled the Instagram push. Mm-hmm. I think they might have hired the director for the promo footage, but I don't think they were directly involved with the director of the promo footage. But anyways, no. that company is called Fuck Jerry Media. <laughs> Y'all had to wait for Lisa's reaction because her face froze for a second. <laughs> oh God. I just put my hand in my head and I'm like, oh, God. It's a legitimate company. It has an Instagram account with like millions and millions and millions of followers. Still? <laughs> yes, yeah, still. But recently there was a push from a lot of different comedians and podcasters that I'll follow on Instagram where a lot of them were making posts saying... If you follow Fuck Jerry, you need to go on follow him now. They are thieves. All they do is steal jokes. Basically, all these people do mm. is find memes online and then repost them. And then, like, every seven posts is, like, an ad. Mm. So they just, like, screen cap, like, funny tweets from comedians and then mm-hmm. repost it on their Instagram account. They call it a curated media. Okay. That's the word that they're going with. Sure, sure. They're basically completely unoriginal with some ads thrown in here and there. And this is the company that Billy decided to use as his media company. Since the Fire Festival debacle, Fuck Jerry has backed off and said, oh, but we were we were really that involved. Well, yeah, that's the impression I got from the doc. It's it, it was two different camps, those that were really involved and those that were on the fringes of it. Yeah. And then there were two different camps inside fire, too. So mm-hmm. this all starts when the strangest of companions, <laughs> Ja Rule and Billy, mm-hmm. it seems odd at first. First, that Ja Rule, who's like, I don't know, a semi-famous rapper, sure, gets involved with this weirdo white guy who must have some kind of social, not anxiety, what is it? Awkwardness? Social. Yeah, he's just so awkward. Yeah, why is a rapper hanging out with an awkward, chubby white guy? I just... I... <laughs> Here, here's here's the first sign that this was not on the up and up legitimate anything mm-hmm. is because Billy yes. had to pay some dude five hundred dollars to meet uh. Ja Rule and then had to pay another thousand to meet him and I'm uh-huh. like and then didn't get to meet him. There's the first scam right yeah. there. I would pay that kind of money to meet um, a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'm sure I couldn't meet any of the people I want for that kind of money. <laughs> I have been racking my brain trying to figure out what these two could possibly have in common. And I finally have come up with an answer, Mm -hmm. and it's cocaine. I was going to say the same thing. There is so much coke being done in this documentary. It's unbelievable. And the fact that that the promo team was down there filming it, and you're trying to tell me you didn't catch anybody snorting lines, you're full of shit. There was so much coke. (laughs) That's all. I was going to, I was going to be even nice and be like, if this was the eighties, I would be like Coke, but, um, no, this is 2017 and there was Coke, lots of Coke. (laughs) I mean, and, and that was the only thing I could think of. The media announcement said that Ja Rule and Billy bonded over their love of rap music and the Bahamas. And um, Coke. And Coke. And Coke. There was a lot of cocaine done. Um, I mean, and if you think about it that way, if this is is also just like Mm cocaine-fueled, I don't know. Insanity. I I, I just, I don't. it make it all makes sense if you if that's and that's the one thing that the documentary left out. If they mm-hmm. had just been like, so yeah, these two guys are weird together. Uh, they decided to start a business together, and then they did a ton of cocaine. I would be like, yeah. got it, mm-hmm. got it. That makes mm-hmm. sense now. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But speaking of the two different camps, yeah, there were two different camps for fire too, because there mm-hmm. was the app team. And there was the festival team, and yes. I feel so bad for the app team. Um, now, who was the the guy who was going to be the also yoga instructor? Which team was he on? So I had to pay close attention when they first introduced him. He came into the picture. He was at a music festival conference in Las Vegas mm-hmm. because he is a festival 
organizer. Mm-hmm. He's a, like a festival director. Mm-hmm. So this is stuff that he he's done music festivals in the past, so much so that he was at a conference for one. Yeah. Uh, so that's how he came into the picture. So he was hired by Fire Festival. He okay. is not a employee of Fire. Mm-hmm. The employees of Fire. There was this one guy where his like head was shaved on the side, and oh, he had this yeah. I felt so bad hair. for him too. And then the small, the cute little Asian girl. I loved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was adorable. Those were the app employees. They did nothing. I mean, they didn't. They had no involvement with this festival at all, and they mm-hmm. were all laid off on the same day and given no money now the yoga guy yes. i think he started trying to tell them the upper ups that hey this isn't right you're gonna yeah. have issues blah yeah. blah blah and they were like what do you know and i do fault him because if i saw the writing on the wall like he did i'd have been like <clears throat> I got the flu. I can't make... I'm so sorry I can't make it. Yeah. Because I would not want to be in that situation when everything breaks down and it gets insane. Yeah, the stage coordinator guy, too, the guy who was, like, responsible for, like, setting up the stages and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. when he showed up Mm -hmm. and there weren't even places to sleep, Yeah, I I would have been like, just turn the trucks around. Don't even bother backing them up and Uh -uh. opening the doors. Just put Mm -hmm. it in reverse, back out of here, Mm -hmm. let's go. yeah. Obviously, if they don't even have places to sleep yet, don't set up the stage. Yeah, no. And I don't think any of these people had been paid yet, either. I don't think so. I, they all had contracts. I think they were going to get paid at the end of it, which... The yoga instructor guy said he got 30%. So, he, yeah. so Billy was holding 70% of his pay Yeah. over his head, so... That might be a typical thing. I don't know. But And then the guy they hired to book the performers oh that poor kid that was he 17 or 18 he was 23 no he wasn't i need to see a driver's license three he looks like a child and that's my whole problem with this and not to be one of those people but i feel like you needed at least well and i guess maybe you sort of had them older people to kind of guide this thing along andy andy king was the only grown-up there and you're asking him to suck dick. Uh, that's like Michael Scott's the only grown up there. It's oh, not man. going to go well at all. Uh. When, when I saw him and he's like, yeah, I'm booking people and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, clearly. Uh, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, because his involvement started with the app. He was responsible mm-hmm. for setting up and managing the artists on the app he had never actually booked anybody he was just responsible for the technology of booking people yeah so he doesn't even know like what these people costs he said he was paying twice the amount one of the things yeah exactly (laughs) they were like (laughs) the thing that cracked me up is i mean i kind of get it and that's kind of the thing now but i'm like what do any of these acts have in common one two i don't even remember ja rule being on the billboard for playing which (laughs) which really brings a lot into question for me why wasn't ja rule performing should she be the headliner (laughs) no okay and blink i think 182 was like the biggest band on there and right before they're like ooh. We can't come. The other headliner was a band called Major Laser, and I wasn't real clear who they were either, but Dustin saw one. Mm-hmm. So Major Laser is like an EDM group, and Dustin saw okay. one of the uh, DJs when he went to a music festival in Miami. He said he mm-hmm. was actually a really good performer. But I have to ask you this because I was never clear on it. Did... <laughs> One, did anybody ever play any music at the festival? No. Okay, because I was like, you know, these fools get on there. They're Instagramming or live tweeting or whatever the whole thing. And they're like, we're on our plane. These are supposed to be first class accommodations. And they're like, "Mm, we're not. Yeah. And, you know, they get there and they're stuck on this uh, restaurant type place, you know, being fed and drinking like crazy and all this stuff. And then they're finally shipped out to the concentration camp. Um, <laughs> it's for lack of a better term. It's of, of music festivals. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I was like, what the hell? And then they were like, it was just mass chaos. Yeah. Did it just last that one night? Like, I'm still confused on the the, the official timeline. No, so the whole thing started at 6 p.m. 
Mm-hmm. And then everybody was kind of out of there by 8 a.m. the next morning. Wow. Yeah, that's how fast it, it fell apart. I mean, not even wow. 24 hours, and this thing just dissolved really quickly. I read an article on Uprox about, oh, you know, millennials say that they're like the generation of, you know, not everybody who wanders is lost and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And he's like, well, why didn't they just all band together and kind of kumbaya their way out of this? Why the second that because like, oh, our accommodations aren't what we what we were expecting. We have to turn around and get to the airport as fast as we can. And I feel like I feel like, one, that article was super condescending, and two, these people paid thousands of dollars. Whether or not you think they're silly for it, they paid thousands of dollars. They are not the kind of people who sit around with a ukulele and sing kumbaya around a fire. They were going to get the fuck. Yeah. I, I would have done it. I would have done it. I would have been like, I don't have time for this shit. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I would have done it as soon as they took me to the restaurant. I'd been like, peace. I probably never would have got on the plane. No, I never would have got on the plane. For some reason. If I don't have a minute-by-minute minute itinerary and I'm flying yeah. over an ocean onto yeah. an island, yeah. what were these people thinking? Like, that's that's another thing I kept thinking. Like, it's an island. You know that there's limited resources, right? Yeah. Like, everything yeah. has to be shipped in. That's why nobody does these things on an island. Well, and let's talk about the island for a minute. Uh, let's talk about the real star of the show, uh, the island. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's supposed to be this island by, I forgot the drug lord's name. Pablo Escobar. Yes. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be his island, and uh-huh. Billy and Ja Rule and whoever else signed a contract with the owners now. And well, wait, one... let's, let's back up from there. The reason huh. that they ever found this island is because Billy and Ja Rule were flying around, and they ran out of gas. and landed on this island and they were like where are we it's like oh it's pablo escobar's island and they were like cool yeah that's right and didn't the guy that flew him out there the one pilot they kept talking about he learned how to fly on simulation he had six months of experience i was like is this i seriously i was like i was like what Mm. oh my god Mm. so yeah so they so they're like this is beautiful let's do this island because it's so cool and it's so gangsta um (laughs) and the one 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 stipulation is you cannot say it was part of his he used to own this island and what's one of the first things out of their mouths the, in the first few seconds of the promo, they point out that it's Pablo Escobar's island. And the, the island owners are like, get the fuck out of here. Well, and that's what cracks me up. I'm like, uh, it would be okay if you were telling people kind of like on the DL, like the inner circle, like, hey, isn't this cool? It's blah, 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 island and all this stuff. But then to, <laughs> to post it on social media uh, and then the owners find out and then they're like, um, uh, no, no. Thanks. So then they go to... The owners find out. He had been telling people that he bought that island. I know. And he didn't. That's that's the first sign to get out. No, the first sign to get out is when when your airplane pilot runs out of gas. (laughs) Did the airplane pilot in the back of your head, his actions, did he remind you of Archer? (laughs) I don't know who he reminded me of, but I did really like him with his little French accent. He was cute. He reminded me of Archer. He's like, I can fly a plane because, or Cyril from Archer. Uh, I did simulations. I can totally fly. Uh, so then they, the other island, if I remember correctly, is like one side is like sandals or one of one of those all inclusive beach resorts, and the other side is deserted. I'm doing finger quotes. Yeah, not even very far from no. the the festival site there's a sandals resort like uh, it looked like on a larger map that it was probably walking distance yeah and you would have to think they would know that flying in if you looked out the window and like half look there's 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 somebody else on this island look there's hotels and buildings and stuff i'm telling you sister as soon as i landed apparently these people have unlimited cash 
I'd have been like, can you take me to Sandals? Yeah. They look like they have buildings. Well, the problem <laughs> is, is that Sandals was already booked because the, the <sighs> weekend that they chose to throw the festival was the busiest weekend on that entire island for the entire year. So they Always picked, book off season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, girl, you know I just did that, too. I just booked an off-season vacation to the beach. Um, <laughs> off season. Yeah, I got 33% off. Super happy wow. about it. Yeah, I know. Not only was the island at max capacity, but uh, then you, then you're gonna try and throw an out, an oversold festival that weekend too. There was there was literally nowhere for these people to go. There were no cars. There was yes. not enough food on the island for all those yeah. people. Yeah, but I think sandals probably could have hooked you up with something. Yeah. I think I sandals think, have been like, you know, here's some water at if least. If I'm staying at sandals and I got these fucking dirty Instagram hippies walking in the lobby. <laughs> no, I want your money With Gucci back. backpacks. No, goodbye. <laughs> taking, um, taking selfies everywhere? Get out. I can't. <laughs> okay, so the island was the first thing. The second thing was they didn't have water, so Andy to the rescue. Then I think the third thing was they're trying to check everybody in and it's just mass chaos and then they're like just find a pop-up tent to to sleep in and people started running yeah it was katrina as soon as the storm passed with people running to loot Mm -hmm. it was the same it was the same mentality because Mm -hmm. they were showing people taking extra mattresses extra Mm -hmm. blankets extra pillows peeing on things i mean i was like what the I mean, you, you've got to know everything is ruined. If your tent's ruined, chances are everybody else's because there's a big effing storm that came in like the night before or whatever. I don't know. Um, That's every man for himself mentality. I would have crumbled in that situation. You, you would have just found me sitting like on the sidewalk somewhere just crying. There's no way I would have survived that. I'm sorry. I know it sounds silly. And I know that a lot of people think that the festival goers are silly, but I would not have survived. Um, I think you would have. I think your instinct would have kicked in and you would have been, you would have been upset and you probably been freaked out and not moving, but I think you would have been okay. You're smart. I don't know. A lot uh, of these other people, you could, you could have started scamming people. Obviously they're all stupid. One guy said he had post-traumatic stress. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I thought literally I was going to die. I was like, has post-traumatic stress come to this? It, it used to be. People in like the army, remember shell shock, um, like <laughs> like people who went through traumatic events. Mm-hmm. I'll say like the Oklahoma City bombing or the uh, trade center, uh, World Trade Center towers yeah. before nine eleven when they had the bomb go off, yeah. or nine eleven or things like that. And now it's come down to I went to a I'm rich. I went to a party. And I had to sleep on wet blankets for a night. Well, so so I think the, the rich thing is kind of blown out of proportion. Initially, the tickets were $1,500. That included flight, yeah. food, and mm-hmm. a tent. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good fucking deal. Oh, no. I totally agree that's a good deal. We're, for we're, for I like think a it's... three, four-day weekend thing? I, yeah, that's to the a, bomb. That's, that's something that I would have been able to afford. It's so, oh, it yeah. sounds like something I... Look, because we've, I mean, we've thought about, because, you know, they do like EDM cruises and stuff like that. We've thought mm-hmm. about doing stuff like that before. I am not rich. <laughs> yeah, well, so. no. And I, and I agree with you that that's not for the rich people. I think that's for working middle class who who Yeah, can so I feel it. really bad for those people because they probably saved. Um, one guy said that he was going for jogs every day, trying to get into great shape for it. Like, it sounds like something... <laughs> I would have done, you know. I he should have fixed his hair. Uh, but at the festival, he didn't have that hair. He grew that hair out after the festival. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, Ooh, he should have done something about that, that hair. Was bad hair. Ooh, and and I agree with you. It's when they're like throw on three thousand dollars on these wristbands, and they're like, okay, that's what makes you yeah. rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> to right. Me. You're right. I probably spent three thousand dollars in Ireland, including the hotel that was, I think. 15 or 16 and the rest was on souvenirs and meals and 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 transportation and and stuff like that i seriously doubt it was even three thousand it was probably two thousand five hundred girl i don't even get souvenirs i can't afford that but shit that's five or six days in ireland that's not overnight stay you know yeah <laughs> like, right yeah oh, let's let's talk about some of the aftermath yes let's because that's okay. awesome <laughs> yeah so as our listeners 
probably know Lisa and I are both in the legal industry. Um, yes. We're not lawyers because, again, we're poor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, again, we're not lawyers. Right. <laughs> Obviously, we don't know dates and times or anything. <laughs> facts, please. <laughs> facts. <laughs> That's my boss's job. She knows facts, not mine. Oh, yeah. I'm on the Fire Festival wiki because this clusterfuck has a Wikipedia page. I did, too. I went on the same thing before we started recording, and I was like, I don't remember everything that happened. Yeah. Because I was scrolling through it. Under the aftermath section of the Wikipedia, it starts off with a post from Ja Rule. Yeah, that was my favorite. On Twitter. <laughs> That says, it was not a scam, capital letters. This is not my fault, capital mm. letters. It absolutely fucking is. You're a promoter. Do you, do you, think, do you think Billy would have gotten anywhere near this if it wasn't for Ja Rule? There's no, there's no way. He wouldn't have gotten, no. Your name is on the festival. But why didn't You're, he perform? That's such a good question. I, every, I really, every episode, you come up with one question where I'm like, that's a really good question. I mean, it's a really good question. <laughs> why the fuck not? Um... But it it absolutely is. That's like you going to Disney World. You get beat up and mugged by Pluto, okay? Mm-hmm. And then Disney's like, not our fault. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> it absolutely is your fault because you hired the guy that that you know beat me up yeah. and robbed me, and it's you're in an enclosed. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can get in without a ticket or working their park. That's a secure location. It totally is your fault. <laughs> this is many news organizations compare the chaos to a novel Lord of the Flies or <laughs> and Hunger Games. Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some of the lawsuits. Um, oh, Jesus. Billy and Ja Rule are subject to a hundred million dollar lawsuit in the state of California. It was filed on behalf of of Daniel Jung um, by an entertainment lawyer who is seeking a class action su- status for the lawsuit of more than 150 plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. I think there should be more people a part of that class action suit. I think people are embarrassed to come forward, you think to be so? quite honest. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. A second class action lawsuit filed against Fire Media, Billy and Ja Rule, that has 100 plaintiffs. That was filed mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Let's see. There was a freedom of information request to the FTC regarding Instagram knowledge mm-hmm. after the second class action lawsuit was filed. So mm-hmm. now they're trying to go after the Instagram promoters. Yep. A third lawsuit was filed in New York in federal court. This is the big one. Mm -hmm. With Ja Rule, Billy, and Fire Media, and Grant. Oh, we did not talk about Grant. (laughs) Poor Grant. I thought I was going to see him pee on himself, for real. I thought at Mm. any moment he was going to wet his pants. I mean, yeah. talk about uh, post-traumatic stress. I definitely believe he would have it because <laughs> he looked like he remember on Great British Bake Off, the one we did, the yes, one episode we did. Yes. <laughs> he was that guy. Raul. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's Raul. He's got it held together just, just barely, barely. But you're like, dude, you're going to flip out. You're going to cut Mary Berry. Uh, or she wasn't even there. You're going to cut. Um. Prue, you're gonna um, slice off Paul's beard. Oh you're my gonna gosh. go crazy. Mm-hmm. This is this is absolutely crazy. There is okay. a there's a fifth lawsuit filed in New Jersey, a sixth Jesus. in Florida, a seventh uh-uh. in Manhattan, an eighth in Suffolk County Superior Court. I don't know where that is. No clue. Yeah, seeking three point five million dollars in fraud. Mm-hmm. These people are never going to see their money. There's a criminal yeah. investigation being done by the FBI. In March of 2018, Billy pled guilty to one count of wire fraud. That's how they get these motherfuckers. See, they'll yes. never, they'll never get them on the fire festival stuff, but the Mm-mm. the banking stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because banking lawyers are scary. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I may or may not work for banking lawyers. I was going to say, as she works for the banking group. Yeah. Security and Exchange Commission is looking into it. This is just, yeah. So Billy was sentenced to six years in prison and ordered to forfeit $26 million for wire fraud. This motherfucker had $26 million sitting around. Or did he? I don't know. That's It, it, it says forfeit. He was ordered to repay it. It doesn't say he had it. No, it says forfeit. Oh, so I well. think he had it and he, get, he had to give it back. Mm-mm-mm. The ending of this documentary is just... 
astounding. So you think it's over with, and I'm like, oh, God, what a hell of a ride. Wait a minute, there's more. And I was like, nope. Why was he filming that? It's clear fraud. <laughs> I can't. I don't okay. understand why he was filming it. Do you have any My, idea? No. Well, and, and okay, so let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, so he he's out on bail, I think, the first time. And supposedly he's living in his parents' basement, they're saying. <laughs> And all this stuff. Somehow, I don't think that the basement is as bad as what we're picturing. I yeah, think, no, I'm totally picturing. I think his parents' basement is probably bigger than my house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. probably. Um, But, you know, he's living at home. He's under house arrest, all this stuff. No, no. He's he's in a penthouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. so Doing the, another pyramid scheme. The videographer, I can't remember his name, but he was so cute. Oh, my God. He was like, how's. How's Billy paying for this? <laughs> Said to my husband, I'm like, oh no, Billy's not gonna pay for that. He's no, gonna he's leave not. and you'll never see his ass again. Cash up front, dude. Yeah. Cash up front. He is rent. not he's yeah, and he's gonna be like, and I'll pay you seventy percent when I leave. And yeah, you'll, yeah. His you'll you'll see his little chubby ass walking out the door and then never again. The man is on bail for scamming people. Why would you Get rent to him? Up front. I can't stand it. <laughs> But then they're running another scam. Yeah. Sending it to the people who were already scammed before. I cannot. And people, and they responded. I think they said he got out like $100,000 out of that. Or did he, or but was it like respond- 10 people? I don't remember what it was. But you did it. These uh. are the people that haven't come forward because they're so embarrassed. I, I when, when they said they were going after the same people, you know, were at the, the festival or signed up or whatever. And then people were like, that sounds like a good plan. Click. I was like, you deserve it. The first time, you can be fooled. I understand people are very gullible. The second time, you deserve it. I love the guy who printed out all the emails and was reading them to the camera. He's my hero (laughs) of this group. You know he had a spreadsheet. Oh, absolutely. So that's what it made me, it sort of made me think of me. Oh, yeah, no, he's your soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) I keep back up on everything. And there was one instance in work where I was almost accused of something and i was like hold on please and i i I legit i never had to use it and this was years and years ago but i prepared a folder so that if it ever came up i could open the folder and go exhibit one here we go i'll read this to you like that's exactly (laughs) what i was like that's like that folder that i have at work where i keep everything (laughs) I, i remember that that whole thing Totally. Yeah, it reminded me so much of that. He was like, <clears throat> okay, first of all. <laughs> first email dated la 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 la. Uh, free tickets to Beyonce. Second email, blah, blah, blah. Beat blah, Taylor blah, blah. Swift. Um, and I remember hearing about the Taylor Swift thing. Have dinner with LeBron. Yeah, that was, that was. And here's my thing. Like these celebrities, I don't know how busy they are. If you're a football or basketball player, I'm assuming you're really busy. Especially yeah. basketball because it was like 10 months worth of games or whatever. You're not going to have time to go have lunch with Joe Bob, whatever, just for the shit of it. These people, when they do that, it's for charity. Yes, exactly. You are not, not a make-a-wish child. Yes. You're not getting dinner with LeBron. Stop You're it. not. I'm sorry. You might be in the same restaurant with them. You're not at the same table. It started off low-key. It started off as like, hey, come watch people golf, you know? And then it just... Come watch O.J. Simpson golf. <laughs> it was... Well, I think it was Tiger. They were like, come watch Tiger golf at whatever PGA thing or whatever the fuck. But What's it, the difference? And then, it, it, and then it just... It spirals from there. Oh, that was one of my favorite moments. I, you ever I, see those memes? I think I've sent them to you a couple times where it's like, what you say in an email, but what you really mean. Yes. Where it's like, <laughs> as per my email below, and yeah. so what you really mean is, can you read, you dumb bitch? That's exactly, <laughs> I just love that scene. That's what this was. Can I say one thing? And this is a sidebar that you and I need to remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can definitely put this on the podcast. Okay. We need to save those memes for this project we're working on. Oh my gosh. And I just want to send it. Every time a stupid question comes up, I'd be like, here, read this. And not say anything else. Lisa and I are working on a project together at work. And I think from now I'm going to refer to it as the Fire Festival. Because <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck. And we just can't get it together. We just, as hard as we try, we just cannot get it together. Uh, all right. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to talk about? 
No, because um, and I and I feel like and I knew I would be very dismissive of these people that went uh-huh. to this. And I didn't mean to be, but I knew I would be. I guess it's because you and I have common sense and we've had things that have happened in our past. So we know things that we assume everybody else does. Like you and I know. You and I have been broke with a capital B. Yes. And we're very careful with our money now. And we know we know about scams. Like we just do it. I, I don't know why. Some people know if it's too good to be true, it's probably not. And some people don't. I... It's hard for me to remember, like, these people are in their 20s. They probably have had a very good life. They've probably been very sheltered, and they don't know that they're being scammed. So then why be mad at them for that? Well, that's what I'm saying. I shouldn't be mad. I should keep that in mind. But in the same respect, I'm like, this is 2019. Yeah. Uh, There's internet. You know, (laughs) back in my day, if you want to know about Ted Bundy, you had to read a book. Well, now there's documentaries. And that's the other infuriating thing about this is that that one guy, oh, God love him, that one guy who created the fire fraud account. (laughs) He's he's my hero. Bless his heart. (laughs) But no one paid attention to him. And could could you imagine where... Have you ever been in an instance where you're like, I'm telling you, I don't like this bitch. I don't like her. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then you're finally proven right. And you're like, I fucking told you so. That's what this guy got to do on Netflix. He started a fire festival, a fire festival fraud account. Nobody paid attention to him. And then Netflix shows up on his door going, you were right. He was like, I fucking told you I was right. (laughs) Uh, I can only dream to be that right someday. And, and, the, and, and the problem is, is even me as a skeptic with everything, if somebody came to me and said, this person is no good and this, that, and the other, and I hadn't seen it, I might be like, I'll, I'm going to keep my eye out and I'm going to watch them and do different things and see if I can tell. But then if a second person came to me and told me pretty much the same exact story, then I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And by the time it's like three or four people, I'm going to be like, there's something wrong. No one was listening to these no people. No one was Because listening. you had this behemoth of, of an Instagram media company, Fuck Jerry, mm-hmm. who, I'm sorry, the, these people should get just as much of a backlash as, mm-hmm. as Billy and Ja Rule. That they are, yeah. I don't think that they had bad intentions but i also don't mm-hmm. think that they had good intentions either. they had the ability at mm-hmm. some point to be like guys we're gonna have to pull out of this yeah. and I actually got fired the day of the festival oh my god yeah that <laughs> that whole thing and i also hold accountable what do they call them the um the not profilers but the instagram people that influencers influencers i blame every single one of them too I know, but at the same time, too, and they bring this up in the documentary, they couldn't have known that this was what was going to happen. Oh, no, what, no, no. What sort of due diligence are you expecting advertisers to have? So if, like he said, if Ford puts out a commercial, you know, for on Monday night NFL and turns out their brakes don't work and, they're, and, and people are dying in car accidents, the NFL <laughs> shouldn't, you know, be held responsible for that. No, but, and I mean, especially in the beginning, no, I totally understand. Like, this looks fabulous, and yeah, this looks it, this, it that, and the other. Yeah, it fabulous. These, I mean, they had these models hook, line, and sinker. But, the, and I don't know if they ever did, but they should have definitely apologized to every single follower they have. And yeah, then not and I think they have. push anything. Yeah. And that's where I, I get upset a little bit with Instagram and people we follow, because some of them are very popular, and then they start hawking a product. And I don't blame them for it because I want to hawk products on this podcast someday. <laughs> well, no, I do too. But my thing is, is I, you know, and, uh, and everybody does it, but it's like you never talk about it, and then all of a sudden you're like, this yeah. is the best face moisturizer I've ever used in my entire life. Yeah. Why didn't you tell us about it six months ago? It's been on the market for 15 years. Yeah. You can say it all you want, but I'm not falling for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah, you, you have to be responsible enough to pick through the bullshit yourself you yeah. know and that's why like with and the most face of more... 80 percent of instagram is bullshit oh yeah except for our account binge watch with us all one word it's totally all legit we, it's the best media you'll find on instagram so honest we are like church <laughs> folks we're so honest uh but yeah let's like when i buy something like 
like say face moisturizer at Target because I'm not rich. I I researched the the reviews on Amazon and on Target. And girl, I could do a whole two hour podcast on drugstore products. Let's do it. Let's do it. That should be your obsession session every day for the next two months. Okay, I could do it too. We could do makeup tips instead. So we'll either have soapbox or makeup tips. We used to do that back in back when we were covering Riverdale. Remember, I used to be like, "You need this Milani lipstick." Yeah, you did because I was all on like, "I'm going to wear matte lipstick." Yeah, Um, I bought probably 20 tubes and I've barely worn any. Stop it! I mean, Jesus. Well, aren't you just just a richy rich? I know, right? (laughs) Well, it's not bad, you know, when it's only five dollars. Exactly. Once or twice a month. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, I'm not wearing this. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Let's do Obsession Session, where you and I talk about the things that we were obsessed with over the past week. Mm -hmm. Do you have an Obsession Session this week? Yes, don't fall for pyramid schemes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's more personal advice. (laughs) But we can accept that as Obsession Session, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's all I have. Go check out that subreddit. It's called Anti-MLM. Um, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, but it's it, pretty great. I hear a rabbit hole. I hear you pull out your laptop, you start looking at it, yeah. and now uh-huh. it's midnight. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It absolutely is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can definitely just scroll through there for like two hours. <sighs> uh, I, I so did not do that. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple obsession sessions this week, mm-hmm. and I should probably save them because sometimes I don't have one at all, but yeah, nah, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I discovered a YouTube series this week Okay. that I've actually gotten Dustin hooked on, and it's now something like we watch one episode a night before we... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yes, so you know if Dustin's watching it. It's I called, mean... It's called Hot Ones. Have you heard of this? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's basically like a celebrity interview situation while they eat really spicy chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So it's now this- I understand why people went to the fire festival. <laughs> it explains everything. So it's it really yeah, does. so it's all, well the what caught me was Gordon Ramsay did it. And I had been hearing about it here and there, and then when I saw Gordon Ramsay was on it, I was like, All right, I gotta check this out. It's legit if Gordon yes. Ramsay's on it. <laughs> so it's literally just like an interviewer and Gordon Ramsay, and they each have twelve chicken wings in front of them. And the chicken wings get higher and higher on the Scoville scale mm-hmm. as the interview goes on. And Mm-mm. so, like, they take a bite of the chicken wing and then they have to, like, answer a question. So as the interview gets further and further in and they get hotter and hotter, the reactions get crazier and crazier. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really good. They have everybody on there. Um, Chrissy Teigen did it. Uh, I love her. Everybody from Food Network, Rachel Ray. Uh, Alton Brown does one. Of course he does. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has an episode. <gasps> yes, that's what I'm saying. They have I all love kinds him. of people on here. I'm still here. not watching it, but yeah, yeah. sounds great. <laughs> um, what's his name? He does the voice on on Big Mouth. Oh, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll oh, has yeah. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does the voice mm-hmm. on Big Mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And then my second obsession session this week is a podcast called Conviction. Oh. Yeah, and this is by the same people who did Homecoming, which was okay. later turned into a show on Amazon starring... Oh, uh, Julia Roberts. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is by the same... So at first when I got into it, I thought it was fiction because like Homecoming is scripted, but mm-hmm. um, I, I was like five episodes in before I realized, oh, this is like a true crime uh, podcast. Mm-mm-mm. And Mm-mm-mm. it's about corrupt cops in the Bronx. Nope. Oh. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is that one different? of the boroughs is Bronx and Brooklyn different <laughs> yes okay it's one of those <laughs> so a private investigator is hired to look into a false arrest basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it kind of it kind of balloons into this huge corruption scandal mm-hmm. for the entire precinct of that neighborhood so it's mm. really it's really good it's really okay. short I think it's like eight episodes Mm. Um, I listened to it while I was printing a lot of things this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I really recommend it. It's called Conviction. This is why we get upset when people inter- interrupt us at work and we're or answer the phone and we're like, 
hello <laughs> it's because we have to stop our podcast people yes yeah because yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely what i'm doing what about you what do you got this week I don't really think I have anything. Oh, okay. That I, happens I can't sometimes. think of one damn thing. Oh, I know one thing. And I kind of talked to you about it this week. So I'm starting to get outfits for yeah. my trip to Australia. Mm-hmm. I ha- I ordered, I think, six things. Okay. The first shipment came and it had four things in it. And out of the four things, only two things worked, which is the pair of Converse shoes. Okay. That I, Chuck T's that I love. And remember those hoodie tops I was showing you from Amazon Essentials? Yes. With the thumb holes in them? Yes. Those are fabulous. Okay. They're very soft. They're, they're, wow. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm ordering two more of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's basically my thing now is I'm trying on stuff and sending it back just as fast as I can on Amazon before we leave very quickly in like four months or whatever. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right, guys, send us your suggestions because, again, this episode was a suggestion. We really had no idea what we were doing until somebody asked us. (laughs) Somebody told us what to do. Go follow us on Instagram to find out what we're watching next week, and we'll see you then. Bye. (laughs) Bye.